Welcome back to the Schoolyard Sports Lane Frank podcast. I'm the host of this podcast, Lane Frank. Today in episode five, we're five episodes through. We will be discussing the NBA Finals, college football. There are a lot of upsets this week. MLB playoffs are starting to rise up a lot and so much more. So stay tuned to the Schoolyard Sports Lane Frank podcast. Let's start with our headlines in the NBA. Doc Rivers, who was fired by the Clippers, is now hired by the Philadelphia 76ers. He said the main reason they went to the Sixers was the talent on that team. I don't blame him. I think maybe he'll trade Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid. I think he'll need to make a move like that. It's kind of funny. I mean, Elton Brand was like a player. Well, he was a coach. Now Elton Brand is basically his boss as the GM and uh, Doc Rivers is coach. But Doc Rivers is now the head coach of the Philadelphia 76ers. Let's see what he can do with all that talent team. The Heat-Lakers series is really intense still. I mean, the uh, Heat winning game three, I think it's going to be a close series. People thought maybe Jimmy Butler wouldn't do well this series and that late at the Heat would just get swept. You really think Jimmy Butler, in the biggest game of his career, biggest series of his career, would just back down, not care at all, and just let the Lakers sweep him? No. And same with LeBron. Same with Lance LeBron. Do you think he would let the Heat just take a 2-0 lead on him, maybe uh, beat them? We'll just have to wait and see how the series plays out. Both insanely good competitors. But, I mean, those are the headlines in the NBA. NFL, COVID, uh, Patriots were hit with COVID. Cam Newton, I mean, that's the biggest one this season. Cam Newton testing positive for coronavirus. He wasn't able to play on Monday Night Football. They lost on Monday Night Football. Jared Stim, Brian Hoare did not play well at all. That's pretty bad for them. The Titans also hit with coronavirus. I mean, they didn't play this week against the Steelers. Those games, that was goodbye. And there are a bunch of injuries, too. Nick Chubb has been put on the IR. He's on my fantasy team. That was not good at all. Nick Chubb, I mean, hopefully he can uh, get back. But the Browns running game is still really good. Kareem Hunt, they ran for over 300 yards. That's really good. Baker Mayfield, I don't think he has to throw the ball as much anymore. You've seen his yards go down a little bit. But they're winning games. I mean, Odell Beckham, what a game he had last week. Three touchdowns. That's his breakout game with the Browns. I think that's his best game ever with the Browns. And the Cowboys defense... I think it's the worst defense, one of the worst defenses in the NFL season. Dak Prescott is playing out of his mind, but I mean they have no, uh, they have a one and three record. They were gonna be zero and four, but I mean the Cowboys defense is terrible. But the Browns, Nick Chubb, he's hurt. We'll see how the Browns can do uh, replacing Nick Chubb. He wasn't the only injury. Raheem Mostert, he's still kind of hurt a little bit. We'll see how that goes. But Bill O'Brien, the head coach of the Houston Texans, this might have been the biggest news in the NFL this week. He was fired by the Houston Texans. He was their GM, too. I mean, I don't blame the Texans at all for firing him. Maybe one of the worst GMs ever. I think he was a great coach, a horrible general manager. The trades he made, I mean, I think like even I could make better trades than that. Trade DeAndre Hopkins for a second-round pick. You could have maybe even gotten three first-round picks for DeAndre Hopkins. Elite talent. I don't know what he was thinking at all. I mean, he's he was a terrible GM, a bad, uh, pretty good coach, but he's as the head coach and GM of the uh, Houston Texans. Defensive coordinator uh, will be their interim coach. That's it for the NFL headlines. MLB, I'm not backing down for my Aaron, uh, for my Aaron Judge and the Yankees winning the World Series prediction at all. The playoffs are going to heat up. The Astros might even win the World Series. I think every MLB fan would hate that. I mean, Astros, I don't think anybody wants to see them winning the World Series this year. But I'm not backing down from my uh, uh, Yankees prediction, and the Yankees will still win the World Series this year. And that's about it for this week's headlines. Let's move over to Square Sports NFL Game Day, where we predict the NFL matchups, the main ones. 
Last week, we were 7-3. That's a pretty good record. I'm going for a perfect record this week. Leave your picks in the comments section. Let's hope we can get that perfect record this week. First game, Buccaneers-Bears on Thursday Night Football. The Buccaneers coming off a big win against the Chargers. The Bears lost to the Colts last week. It's a bad matchup for the Bears. The Bucs have a really good defense. I mean, they kind of struggled a little bit last week. Justin Herbert had a great game against the Bucs defense. But I do think the Bucs edge the Bears in this one. Bills-Titans. Stephon Diggs, I think this is his breakout game with the Bills. I think he'll have two touchdowns. I hope so. He's on my fantasy football team. But I think this is the game Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs start to connect, start to get some rhythm. I think the Titans, I mean, coming off all the COVID, I mean, this game might not even happen. I think it will happen. Obviously, last week, their game being canceled for the Titans. I think the Bills exposed uh, how bad the Titans D and their offense is. I think the Bills went big in this one. Raiders Chiefs, a bad Raiders D. A good Chiefs offense. I think the Chiefs D is good enough to shut down the Raiders offense. I have the Chiefs winning huge in this one. I think it's going to be a complete blowout. I have the Chiefs winning big. Next game after that, Cardinals-Jets. This is a sneaky game for the uh, Cardinals. I think think the Jets, this could be the first win this season. I know a lot of people said the Jets might not even win a game this season. This is a tricky game for the Cardinals, but I do still think they come away with the win. But close, I think the Jets start to trip them up a little bit. Eagles-Steelers, the Steelers' D is amazing. One of the best defenses in the NFL with that front seven. I have Steelers winning big in this one. Jaguars-Texans, Texans, first game with their interim head coach, their defensive coordinator. It's going to be a close game, I think. This is the first Texans game I get right. Every time I predicted the Texans to win, they always lost. This is the game they win. Playing the Jaguars, I think they get their first one of the seasons. Go Texans. The Dolphins-49ers game. A lot of people are saying Tua Tagovailoa should start this game. This should be his first game playing. I disagree. Brian Flores, I don't think he should start this game. Brian Flores, the head coach of the Dolphins, already said he won't start. That's a good decision. Gets a really good 49ers defense. Even without Nick Bosa, I think they're still one of the best defenses in the NFL. So I think the Dolphins do not come away with this one. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick not looking like Fitz Magic this season. I think they'll lose this game. 49ers will win this one. 38-16, to 16, the uh, 49ers D shuts down uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think after this week, maybe next week after that, I think that's when Tua Tagovailoa will be ready to play. After that, Colts-Browns. If I told you that the Colts would be 3-1 and one this season and the Browns would be 3-1 and one this season, you would have thought I'm crazy. I mean, the Browns, they've had a bit of an easy schedule. I mean, but their offense last week was absolutely amazing. They gave up a couple points at the end of the Cowboys, kind of let them come back. But Odell Beckham Jr. and Baker Mayfield, I think they're finally getting it to work. That's a really good sign if you're a Browns fan. I have the Browns in this one, but close. Good Colts defense. Phillip Rivers, I think he'll have a pretty good game. Mo Ali Cox, their tight end, has had a really good season this year. But I think the Browns offense will have a great game. I think the Browns team will have just enough to shut down the Colts offense. And I have the Browns winning this one. Giants-Cowboys. The Giants, I mean, this is one of the worst teams in the NFL. Giants defense, it's fine. The Cowboys, their defense is probably the worst defense in the NFL. Giants defense, they give up 17 points to the Bears. They gave up a lot of points to the 49ers. They gave up 17 points to the Rams. Came down to the wire last week against the Rams. Obviously, Daniel Jones threw a pick on the 10-yard I mean, when they were in red zone field goal range, but I mean, they couldn't have kicked field goal. They were down by 8, 17-9. They lost that game. Call me crazy, but I think the Giants won their first game of the season against the Cowboys. I think this is going to be a really good game for Daniel Jones. I think the Giants get their first win of the season. Broncos, Patriots, Drew Locke, I think he will come back this game. I'm still not uh, sure if Cam Newton's coming back. We'll have to see if he tests negative a couple times. But I think even if he doesn't play, I think they can have just enough to get it done. If he does play, they'll win by a lot, I think. If he doesn't play, I think it will be 
really close. I think they should start Jared Stidham over Brian Hoyer. Jared Stidham looked pretty good on Monday Night Football, threw a couple picks. It's a bit concerning, but I think the Patriots do win this game over the Broncos. Vikings-Seahawks. Seahawks have a pretty bad defense, I think. They're pretty dependent on Russell Wilson. I mean, they've won the best offenses in the NFL, Tyler Lockett, Russell Wilson. As, like I said, they're a bit dependent on Russell Wilson. Their defense not good. But I think the Seahawks come away with this one over the Vikings, and the Vikings stay at 1-1. Chargers-Saints, close game, close, close game. Saints win, but it's going to be pretty close. Justin Herbert, I think he'll have a really good game. He showed that last week against Tom Brady and Buccaneers. The Buccaneers have maybe the best defense in the NFL. I think Justin Herbert will have a really good game. But I have the Saints winning this one really close. That's about it for School Yard Sports Game Day. Leave your picks in the comment section. Top five now. Today's top five is top five college football teams so far updated. It's my updated top five, not including the Big Ten, not including the Pac-12. Let's get right into it. The fifth best team in college football, in my opinion, is SMU Mustangs. This is a crazy pick. I'm pretty sure the only 4-0 top 25 team. That's really good. I think Shane Bouchel may be, uh, may be one of the best quarterbacks in college football this year. We'll just have to wait and see. I, they play Cincinnati in about two weeks, I think. That will be a close game. Cincinnati is ranked number 11. SMU, I think they're the fifth best team in college football. They beat Memphis last week. I picked them to beat Memphis. They did. So I think SMU is the fifth best team in college football uh, this year, not any of those other teams. I think SMU is the fifth best team. Number four. Florida, I think Florida is the fourth best team. The only reason I'm not putting them higher is because their defense is really, really bad to me. They couldn't shut down South Carolina, bad offense for South Carolina. It was kind of a close game. So that's what scares me about Florida. They have probably the best tight end in college football, maybe even the t- best tight end I've ever seen so far. He had four touchdowns in um, week one. I think he two touchdowns last week. That's six touchdowns. Kyle Trask is looking like one of the best uh, quarterbacks in college football. Maybe the next Joe Burrow. We'll just have to wait and see. But I think Florida is the fourth best team in college football. Number three, Georgia. I mean, if you asked me last week before they beat Auburn, if I would put Georgia in my top five, I wouldn't. I would probably put Auburn in this position just because Georgia, they didn't have a true quarterback in my opinion. I think Stetson Bennett is a true quarterback for them. I think he's a really good quarterback. I think even when JT Daniels comes back, I think he w- he'll still be the starting quarterback. But that's why. But Georgia, I mean, what a game they had last week against Auburn. Their defense absolutely shut down Bo Nix in that offense. Their defense uh, was great. Their offense, Stetson Bennett, what a game he had. So Georgia, number three best team in college football. And number two, Clemson, not Alabama. Clemson is the number two best team in college football. Second. First team is Alabama. So I think Clemson, they're not the best team in college football. That's not me saying they're a bad team. It's not me saying they're not going to win the national championship. They're not going to make the playoffs. But I think uh, Clemson is the second best team in college football. Trevor Lawrence, I think he, this is a, probably the biggest game, one of the biggest games he's had of his career besides like the national championship and all those playoffs games he had. Against Miami this week, number seven ranked Miami. This is going to be a really tough game for him. We'll just have to wait and see how he does against the Miami defense. But I think Clemson is the number two best team in college football. Number one, Alabama. When I watched that Alabama-Texas A&M game last week, I, I mean, Alabama, they just absolutely shut down Texas A&M in the second half. They take a turnover, they take a touchdown, and they run with it. They Kellen Mond, I mean, it was fourth down. Close um, almost to end the half. It was to make it like a one-possession game. They didn't convert. Alabama scored a touchdown to make it like a three-possession game. And Alabama just took that and ran with it. 
they won that game, I mean, enormously. What a game it was for Alabama. I think Alabama is the best team in college football this year. Uh, Mac Jones, he proved to me that he's a great quarterback. And if he starts playing bad, then they can put in uh, freshman Bryce Young, five-star freshman. So I think Alabama is the best team in college football this year. Uh, I mean, Patrick Sertain on defense, Jalen Waddle at offense. So I think Alabama is the best team in college football this year. And I don't think there's any debate on that. That's my opinion. I think Alabama is 100% the best team in college football. That's about it for my top five college football teams for this week. When the Big Ten and Pac-12 come back, maybe we'll do this again. And I'll include some Big Ten and Pac-12 teams in my top 25. Maybe uh, Ohio State at number one. Even I think Alabama still will be the number one team in college football over Ohio State. That's it for my top five teams in college football. Let's wear it to Did You Know Now and leave in the comment section if you didn't know this. Did you know that Mike Trout makes $67,000 per at-bat. That means every 100 at-bats he gets, he makes $6.7 million. That is absolutely absurd. I've never heard numbers like that before. I mean, imagine just going up at-bat, just normal routine, getting walked, not even having to do anything really, and making $67,000 in that split two minutes, whatever it might be. I think he's definitely the, one of the greatest players of all time, I think. Mike Trout, if he was on a better team, I think by the end of his career, it'd be no debate greatest player of all time. But, I mean, the only reason his team isn't good is because the Angels aren't a good franchise, and he can't control that. Baseball is basically like the only sport where you can't help your teammates, you can't do any of that. Basketball, you, you can find holes, you can pass them, you can do all that. Same with football. Baseball, no. You just do your part, you bat, you field, and you can't make an error in the field. I mean, you just hit home runs, stuff, uh, get base hits, stuff like that. Baseball is the only sport where you can't control if your team's good or um, not pretty much. As many home runs as you want and your team can still lose you the game. So bad pitching, stuff like that. So did you know that Mike Trout makes $67,000 per at-bat? That's absolutely crazy. If you did, leave that in the comments section. Those are absurd numbers. Now, the NBA draft. This year's NBA draft, some people are saying maybe it's the worst NBA draft ever. I don't think so. I think there's a lot of good talent in this NBA draft. But I'll be projecting the first five picks in the NBA draft. Let's get into it. The first pick, originally to the Timberwolves, I think the Timberwolves will trade to the Sixers, and Doc Rivers will make his first big move as their Sixers head coach, and Eldon Brand, they'll do it together, I think. I think they'll trade Ben Simmons and um, Shake Millen for the first overall pick in D'Angelo Russell. I think this could definitely happen, and if it does, I think the Sixers will take Anthony Edwards' number one overall pick. The best player in this draft, in my opinion. I mean, he was a star at Georgia. His first breakout game at Georgia, and I watched it. It was against Michigan State. He absolutely lit up Michigan State defenders. He had a crazy second half in that game, just draining threes left and right. I think he's one of the best finished prospects in this NBA draft. So I think the Sixers, if they do trade for the number one overall pick, which I think they will, I think they will take Anthony Edwards. Number two, second overall pick, the Golden State Warriors. I don't think they will trade this pick. I think it's just going to be easy selection. I think they're going to take James Wiseman. I don't think James Wiseman could turn into like an elite player like LeBron James. I think he could maybe be like a Dwight Howard or just Kevin Love, Andre Drummond, somebody good like an all-star, not like the greatest player of all time or anything like that. But I think this is a solid player. I think it's a good pick for the Warriors if they do take him. Number three, Hornets. The Hornets, I think initially they would have wanted to take James Wiseman. He was probably top of their board. Onyeko Okongwu, uh, center for um, a USC last season. I think it's too early to take him. I think they're going to take Obi Toppin, small forward at Dayton. 
A lot of people are saying he's never played anybody good. He has. I mean, in the Maui Invitational, he played um, Kansas. They almost won that game. I think it went to overtime. That was a crazy game, I remember. He had a great tournament. So I think Obi Toppin, he's one of the best players in this draft also. So I think the Hornets will take him at number three if they get the chance. Number four, the Bulls. I think they're going to keep their pick also. I think they're going to take Denny of Dehigh, a big man who played in Israel. I think he's also a finished prospect. A lot of people are comparing him to Mario Hazonia, kind of international player bust. I think he's more of a Kristaps Porzingis. Not the same type of player, but I don't think Denny of Dehigh will be a bust at all. I think he's a really good player, one of the best players in this draft. He could even be the best player in this draft. You never know. Luka Doncic is also kind of a comparison for him. So I think Denny of Dehigh, if the Bulls, uh, I think the Bulls will take him with the number four overall pick. Fifth, with the Cleveland Cavaliers. I mean, you might have been wondering, where's LaMelo Ball? He hasn't been taken yet. The Cleveland Cavaliers will not take LaMelo Ball. They will trade the fifth overall pick to the Detroit Pistons. The Pistons have the seventh overall pick. I think the Pistons will trade the seventh overall pick and like um, maybe a first round next year, second round or something like that, for the fifth overall pick. And with that fifth overall pick, I think the Detroit Pistons select LaMelo Ball. LaMelo Ball will be going to Detroit. He kind of fell in the mind mock draft to the fifth pick, just how it happened. Pistons do need a point guard, Derrick Rose. He's not a franchise player in this stage in his career. Reggie Jackson, he's obviously not on the main wars on the Clippers. So I think the Pistons will take LaMelo Ball with the fifth overall pick. I mean, what do you think about my projections? Leave your top five picks in the comment section. Those are my top five picks for the NBA draft. We're heading into week five of the NFL season. I mean, you can maybe even uh, tell who your title contenders are. I'll say my title contenders, they are right now at this moment. I think the first team, Seahawks, I think they're definitely title contenders this year. The Ravens, even though, I mean, some people don't think that, I think they still have definitely have a chance to win the Super Bowl. Packers, definitely. I think the Packers maybe are the best team in the NFL. Chiefs, too. And those are the teams that I think are title contenders. But here are some things that can maybe trip them up in the playoffs, some weaknesses they have. Let's get into it. The Chiefs, I think their biggest weakness is their secondary. I mean, the Chiefs, they don't really have that many weaknesses. If I had to choose one, I think it would be their secondary. Only two picks in the season, and it's by one player, Legereus Need. If you only have one player getting interceptions, that's not good for you at all. So the secondary for the Chiefs, it's a bit concerning to me. Not, like, alarming at all. Not anything to be worried about. But I think it maybe could trip them up in the playoffs if they play a team like the Packers in the Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers could torch that secondary. We'll just have to wait and see. But I think that's the Chiefs' main weakness. For the Seahawks, they're too dependent on Russell Wilson, and their defense is absolutely terrible. They have good players on defense, but, I mean, they're not playing well. I mean, they give up so many points per game against the Cowboys. They almost lost that game because they gave up so many points. It was 48-40. to 40. You can't be giving up 40 points to the Cowboys. I mean, I think the biggest weakness to the Seahawks is they're too dependent on Russell Wilson. They expect him just to torch every defense, just throw for 500 yards, even though he doesn't do that. Throw for 300 yards every game, rush for 100. So I think that they're way too dependent on Russell Wilson. They need to fix that. I think they need to fix up their defense a little bit. But I think that's the main thing that could trip them up in the playoffs. The Ravens, they're terrible when trailing. A lot of people always say that, that they're terrible when trailing. And when the Chiefs last year had that crazy comeback in the playoffs against the Texans, they were down 24. I thought the Texans were going to advance the conference championship. The Chiefs would be eliminated. If you put Lamar Jackson in that situation, that same team, same pieces, I don't think he gets the job done at all. 
I think the Texans are uh, go to the conference championship and they make the Super Bowl over the Titans. I think they lose that game. I don't think uh, Lamar Jackson's as skilled as Patrick Mahomes. I don't think he's as elite as uh, Patrick Mahomes. Lamar Jackson still needs to prove stuff to me that he can uh, win when trailing. So that's a big concern for me, Lamar Jackson, the Ravens. Like I said, you put him in that position. I don't think he gets the job done in that game at all. So if that does happen to them in the playoffs, I think they'll lose that game. So I think Lamar Jackson needs to build on that for his career, and that could definitely trip them up in the playoffs. The Packers, this is their main uh, biggest weakness. It's really not that big. It's like the Chiefs' weakness, not that big. I think this will be a Super Bowl matchup. This is going to be my Super Bowl prediction so far. Chiefs-Packers is my Super Bowl prediction. I think the Packers, their main weakness is getting off to slow starts. Against the Lions, they gave up 14 points in the first quarter, only scored three points. I think they have a lot of slow starts every week they, um, this season. They haven't scored 10 points in the first quarter. That's a bit alarming to me. Not insanely alarming yet, but I think it could create a problem maybe in the playoffs. They go up against like a team like the Seahawks. They get off to a crazy fast start. The Seahawks, their defense, Packers defense can't slow them down. I think that's a big problem for the Packers if that does happen in the playoffs. But I think the Chiefs-Packers, that is my Super Bowl prediction. That will be a Super Bowl matchup. And as of today, I had the Packers coming away in that game. Yes, the Packers, as of today, are my Super Bowl prediction. But those are my main title contenders. And what could trip them up in the playoffs? Leave your title contenders in the comment section. But that's about it. Now, sticking with the NFL, let's take you into my huddle, fantasy football. I told you who's going to win the NFL championship. I'm here to help you win your fantasy football championship and starts right here. Last week, I told you to pick up Justin Jefferson. I picked him up on my team. He had 10 points, 100 yards. That's pretty good. Brandon Ayuk, I was thinking of bringing him up, him up in the last episode. Now you definitely need to pick him up. He had 13 points last week. He had a really good game the week before that. So I think you definitely need to pick up Brandon Ayuk. He's one pickup you could get. Sam Darnold, I mean, not for this week because he's hurt. Maybe the next week after that. I'm seriously not joking. Sam Darnold had 23 points on Thursday Night Football. He didn't even play the full game. Sam Darnold, I think he could definitely have a pretty good second half of the season. Maybe they could be like the 2018 Browns when they fired their head coach. Greg Williams stepped in. Maybe Greg Williams could be their interim coach. He's their defensive coordinator right now. He led the Browns to, I think it was like five out of six straight wins. That could maybe happen with the Jets. We'll just have to wait and see. But when Sam Darnold does come back and he is healthy, I think he's a good pickup for your fantasy football team. Mike Davis, the Panthers running back. Until Christian McCaffrey comes back, I think Mike Davis is a guy you need to uh, pick up. Unfortunately for me, I played against a guy who had Mike Davis last week. He torched uh, my team pretty much. I lost 99-76. to 76. It was a bad game for me. My running backs, Nick Trubb, only had four points. He's on the IR. Jeff Wilson Jr., who I told you to pick up in the last episode, he only had one point. That's not good. I thought Jeff Wilson had a good game because Jarek McKinnon was out or was uh, banged up a bit. He wasn't out. Same with Raheem Moser. He was out in that game. I think uh, Meg Davis is definitely a guy you could pick up 16 points last week. That's really good. So I think you definitely pick him up on your fantasy football team. And for the last pickup you get, David Moore, wide receiver for the Seattle Seahawks. You know Russell Wilson's going to find him. I think Russell Wilson will definitely find David Moore. I went to a Seahawks game a year ago. He had a crazy touchdown to David Moore. David Moore, he's a really, really good player. So I think David Moore is definitely a guy you could pick up on your fantasy football team. He's having a pretty good season, and you could definitely pick him up. Now, here's some players you could drop. Darius Slayton, you can definitely drop him. I think it's time to pull the plug on Darius Slayton. He had one good game. I had him on my team. I think it's time for me to drop him. He only had one good game in week one. He basically only had one good play, a long touchdown. 
hopefully Darius Lane can turn his season around, but I think if you do have him on your team, it's time to drop him. Next, all the Giants running backs. If you have Wayne Goleman on your team, I think it's time to cut him. If you have Devontae Freeman on your team, it's time to drop him. You have Deion Lewis on your team, it's time to drop him. They just don't run the ball simply, or they don't do it well enough. I mean, Jason Garrett needs to drop more running plays for the Giants. I think that's maybe what could help them. He literally drew up a play last week where nobody ran routes, none of the receivers ran routes. I mean, that's not good at all. I think you need to drop all those Giants running backs if you have them on your team. If you have Devontae Freeman, drop him. You have Deion Lewis, drop him. Wayne Gallman, same thing. So I think those uh, those are the Giants uh, players you could drop. Jeff Wilson Jr., I think you could drop him. I talked about him a little bit a second ago. I think you can definitely drop Jeff Wilson Jr. now. Obviously, he didn't play well, that much last week, and Raheem Mostert is coming back now. So Jeff Wilson Jr., it's time to drop him. But those are the players you could pick up, drop in fantasy football, and that's about it for fantasy football uh, this week. Hopefully, you can win your league championship because I'm going to help you get there. NBA Finals are on fire now. It's starting to get a little bit close. The Heat won game three. I mean, we'll see how it goes tonight on Thursday. This game's going to be a pretty good game. But, I mean, LeBron obviously walking off the court in game three and trash-talking Jimmy Butler. You're the best player in the NBA. You're one of the best players of all time. I mean, you can't walk off the court, really. That's bad sportsmanship. A lot of kids are watching that game, looking up to LeBron. I don't think that's the right thing of you to do that. But, I mean, the Heat, how can they build on this? Jimmy Butler, next season he could be one of the best players in the NBA. Not if he isn't already. Jimmy Butler, absolutely outstanding game. Triple-double, 40-point triple-double. One of the um, few players have done that in the finals. It goes like three. Jimmy Butler absolutely had a great game. That's really good. So I think the Heat can definitely build on this. Tyler Hero, he didn't even have that great of a game, but he closed it out for them. Same with Duncan Robinson. But the Heat, they could definitely build on this game. But who could win finals MVP? If the Heat win the finals, it would obviously be Jimmy Butler winning finals MVP, I think. But if the Lakers win it, a lot of people are going to say Anthony Davis. No, no, I don't think Anthony Davis will get it. He had a really uh, bad game three. LeBron has basically dropped 25 points every game in this series. Plus, I mean, most reporters are going to be biased wanting LeBron to get another finals MVP to just uh, stack up on his record, maybe get some more points on Michael Jordan <laughs> of all time. But I think if the Lakers do win this series, I think LeBron will get finals MVP. But my prediction for the rest of the series is that maybe the Heat will win uh, one more game. We'll just have to wait and see. But I think LeBron James, he needs, uh, I mean, that was kind of bad what he did walking off the court in game three. That's not good look for him at all. But that's pretty much about it for the NBA Finals as they are now on fire. Let's move to college football now as we're about to start our picks, but not yet. Let's talk about the teams that got upset this week. A lot of teams were upset. I mean, Big 12, obviously. The Big 12 is having one of the worst years in a while. Both their playoff contender teams, Texas and Oklahoma, lost. I think they're both out of playoff contention now. But for Oklahoma, I think this is going to be a really bad season for them. They might not lose again. They might. We'll shut the win see. It kind of reminds me of the 2016 Oklahoma uh, team. They lost back-to-back games against Ohio State and Houston to start the season, and they didn't lose again. Baker Mayfield almost led them to the playoff. That could happen with this team. I don't think Spencer Rattler has enough to do that, though. We'll just have to wait and see. But, I mean, that's really disappointing um, for Oklahoma. I did not think they would lose against Iowa State and Kansas State this season so early. So I'm pretty disappointed in Oklahoma. But their rival, Texas, they play them in a little bit. And Texas, too. They lost to TCU. They lost the week before that. They almost lost the week before that against Texas Tech. I've completely given up on Texas, too. They're uh, in my top five teams for college football. They're even in my playoff predictions. 
I've given up on Texas. Sam Ellinger, I mean, it's not Sam Ellinger. It's more the defense. The defense, I'm really disappointed in for Texas. I thought they were going to have a really good uh, year this year, their defense. But, I mean, that's really bad for Texas. I thought they should definitely won that game against uh, TCU and Texas Tech. I think they should definitely blown Texas Tech out of the water. They almost lost to Houston Baptist, Texas Tech. Not a good look for Texas at all. And they lost to TCU. So, I mean, Texas, I think their hopes are definitely done for playoff. Because their biggest game on the season pretty much is Oklahoma. Now they're playing an unranked Oklahoma team. I mean, that doesn't really uh, help you on your resume that much. So I think uh, Texas is officially done the playoff race. Next team, Auburn. Auburn, I mean, they lost also against Georgia. They're really bad in offense. I did not think they were this bad in offense. Bo Nix, that's scary. Really, really scary to me. Bo Nix, that was really bad. Same with their defense. I'm a bit concerned about their defense. Their defense didn't really show up against that against Georgia. I mean, playing Stetson Bennett, you need to lock down that guy. You need to get at least five, three sacks on him. So Auburn, they did not play well at all against Georgia on Saturday. I did not expect that to happen. I think maybe not officially done their playoff hopes. They play a lot of good teams. We'll just have to wait and see, but that's about it for the teams that got upset. Now, our picks for the week. Let's get right into it. We were 4-3 and three last week. Not the greatest these are the picture this week, starting off with Virginia Tech and North Carolina. Uh, Virginia Tech is ranked North Carolina. They had a pretty rough, not a rough game against Boston College last week. I predict it would be a close game because of North, uh, Boston College sneaky defense. It's exactly what it was. Virginia Tech, most of their players were out because of either COVID or injury, stuff like that. Their quarterback, Hendon Hooker, is now back. So I think it's going to be a really close game. I think it's going to come down to the final play. North Carolina survives against Virginia Tech. It's going to be a really close game, like I said, coming down to the last play, 34-28 North Carolina. Texas-Oklahoma, like I said, I mean, Texas is ranked number 16. Oklahoma isn't even ranked. I mean, that's crazy to think about it. I have Oklahoma walking away with this one, getting a win. I mean, hopefully that can help them get them back into the AP pool, but their hopes are done. Playoff hopes are officially done now. Um, Texas, if they lose this game, then their playoff hopes are officially done, 100% done. They're about 95% done now by Oklahoma winning this Red River matchup. Texas Tech, Iowa State. Texas Tech almost beat Texas. They didn't. They lost to Kansas State last week, the team that beat Oklahoma. Iowa State beat Oklahoma last week. I mean, a lot of people were mad about the play at the end. Uh, Spencer Rattler threw an interception to lose to Iowa State. They thought it was maybe holding on the Iowa State defender who got the interception. I don't think so. I mean, but I have Iowa State winning this one really close against Texas Tech. It's going to be a close game. I think 31-23 is my prediction. Tennessee, Georgia. Georgia by 17. Tennessee, they have a pretty good team this year. Jared Guantanaro, quarterback. But Georgia, they proved stuff to me last week. I did not think they would uh, beat Auburn at all. I thought Auburn would just blow them out of the water, crush them. That obviously did not happen the other way around. Obviously, Georgia crushed Auburn. But I still uh, do have them winning this game by 17 over Tennessee. We'll just have to wait and see how this game goes. But I think Tennessee, they got their first loss of the season and maybe even followed the eight people. I don't think that will happen yet, but I do think they'll at least follow 22, something like that. But Georgia will win this game. Florida, Texas A&M. This is a really bad matchup for Texas A&M. Obviously losing to Alabama last week, not a good look for them at all. Kellen Mond didn't have the greatest game. Like I said, I mean, momentum shifts. Like they couldn't convert in fourth down to almost to end the half. Alabama scored a touchdown. Alabama took that and they ran with it. I think when Florida, I think when they'll score a touchdown, maybe Texas A&M will come back with the touchdown. But Florida's defense is kind of bad. I think it's gonna not close game, not really that close, but it's gonna be a shootout. A lot of points. Uh, Florida winning this one, 57 to 35. Like I said, a lot of points in this game. We'll just have to wait and see. 
But all uh, Texas A&M definitely will not win this game. I think they're going to lose by a little bit, like I said there. But they're going to score a couple points. Florida, their defense isn't the greatest, but Florida's offense, one of the best offenses in college football, they're going to score 57 on them. Florida State, Notre Dame, Notre Dame big. Florida State, I mean, I'm just I'm in disbelief of Florida State. They almost lost to Jacksonville State last week. They pulled James Blackman, their quarterback at halftime, putting uh, Travis, their uh, backup quarterback. He'll be the starter this week. That's pretty good for them. But I still have Notre Dame winning this one big. I think they're a uh, top 10 team in college football this year. Not top five, not top five yet. But I do think Notre Dame will win this one big. Miami-Clemson. This is the game of the week. Miami versus Clemson. It's going to be a, a good game, a home game for Clemson. I think that's one of the main reasons Clemson wins this game. But it's going to be closely contested. Miami's going to start it off hot, and then they'll slow down a bit in the third quarter. Clemson will go crazy in the third quarter, I think. I mean, when Miami does bad, I think that's when Clemson takes off and runs with it. But I think it will be a close game. I think Clemson wins it then. Clemson 35-27 to over Miami. I don't think this will end Miami's playoff hopes at all. Miami's is still a really good team this year. We'll just have to wait and see. But I do think Miami will lose this game to Clemson and will, will be so far the game of the year. That's about it for college football this week. Leave your picks in the comment section for uh, college football this week. And do you think Texas is out of the playoff race? Do you think Oklahoma is out of the playoff race? If you think Oklahoma isn't out of the playoff race, that's crazy. Oklahoma is 100% out of the playoff race. Same with Texas, I think, are 95% out of the playoff race. We'll just have to wait and see how it goes. But that was about it for college football this week. Now, a lot of the NFL coaches are on the hot seat, I think. Some coaches have already been fired, like Bill O'Brien, which we'll have to wait and see if more coaches like Adam Gates will be fired. But these are the main coaches I think are on the hot seat. The first coach, I mean, uh, Mike McCarthy. Yes, Mike McCarthy is already in the hot seat, in my opinion. That defense is absolutely horrible. One of the worst defenses in the NFL. I mean, they blocked the kick in that um, against the Browns. I don't know what they were thinking. They didn't even pick up the ball. The Browns got the two-point conversion because they didn't pick up the ball. That was, I mean, not a main reason why they lost. They still would have been a two-possession game. But still, I mean, moments like that, you can't let that happen. If you're a Cowboys head coach, you're 1-3 in three your team. Dak Prescott had a really good game, but the play calling in Week 2 against the Falcons, that was horrendous. You got so lucky on that game, Cowboys. That was a terrible game by the Cowboys. The offense um, woke up a little bit um, at the end, but the Falcons were one of the worst teams in the NFL also. Like Dan Quinn is also on the hot seat. Falcons head coach. And Matt Ryan is also having a really bad season. He had a really good first two weeks. He's on my fantasy team. Past two weeks, absolutely horrible. He lost me in my fantasy football game last week. Not good at all, only like 10 points. So I think Matt Ryan and Dan Quinn, I think that is what's going to put Dan Quinn on the hot seat. Poor play by the Falcons. Julio Jones is out. And Dan Quinn, they lose two more games. He is officially fired. Doug Marone, Jaguars. Doug Marone, I never really liked him as a coach. I mean, I think he's a pretty good coach. But I think after this season, I think it's time to pull the plug on Doug Marone. I think maybe later in the season, towards week 17, I think that's when they will fire him. If they even do, I hope they do. I think Gardner Minshew needs a better coach. If they even keep Gardner Minshew around, they might get the number one pick. Pick Trevor Lawrence. That would be crazy. I think if the Jets got the number one pick, they wouldn't take Trevor Lawrence. They already have Sam Darnold. They need to trust Sam Darnold a little bit more. But I think Doug Marone is definitely on the hot seat. Matt Patricia, the Lions head coach. It seemed like a great hiring at the time. Not anymore. Matt Patricia, they should have probably fired him after last season. I don't know what they're doing keeping him around. I think he'll definitely be fired after this season if they have a bad rest of the season. Doug Peterson, too. 
Doug Peterson is also on the hot seat. This is a bit of a bold prediction, putting Doug uh, Peterson on the hot seat. Doug Peterson definitely will be. Carson Wentz is having a pretty bad season, and that just shows uh, he's not a great offensive mind coach. Frank Reich was uh, basically the only reason Carson Wentz had that one great MVP season. Some people are blaming it on his injuries. No, no, no. I think Doug Peterson, I think he's kind of on the hot seat a little bit. We'll just have to wait and see how this season goes. I think he'll be fired after this season. But another coach, probably the most obvious one, Adam Gase. Adam Gase, I think maybe even next week he'll be fired. Maybe even today. You never know. Adam Gase, one of the worst coaches in the NFL. When Ryan Tannehill gets better after you leave him, uh, from the Miami Dolphins. That's not a good look for you at all. I think that's exactly what will happen when he leaves. Sam Darnold will become a great player. So, I mean, uh, I'm guess I think he should have been fired after last season. I saw the red flags. Uh, I think he'll definitely be fired this week, maybe next week, maybe even today, like I said. We'll just have to wait and see, but I think those are the coaches that are on the hot seat. Now, the best for last. Question of the day. Today's question of the day is, Who's the best NFL team? I think the best NFL team, in my opinion, is the Packers over the Chiefs. Who do you think is the best NFL team, Chiefs or Packers, or maybe even another team? That's about it for question of the day today. It's about it for Squared Sports. Lane Frank today. Follow Squared Sports on Instagram, at Squared Sports. Follow Squared Sports on Twitter, at Squared Sport. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review.